looks like an 80s fucking music video gone on here the, the mirroring back and forth everybody have fun tonight Jesus everybody have fun tonight Congregation, welcome to episode 21 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV series with a fine tooth laser. I'm The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal. This week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we are uh, trucking along with our uh, themed month of Patreon uh, sponsored shows. Uh, this week we are talking about the first episode of Preacher as chosen by our patron, Jared. Big shout out to you. Um, this is a show that I'm actually, uh, I've actually seen before. Um, I, I, I watched through the first season back in 2016 when the show premiered, but, uh, I kind of fell off of it, uh, after the first season for one reason or another and looking at the ratings, it seems like everyone else did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ratings for the first season were quite high, but for the remaining seasons, they were, uh, very low, but, uh, preacher preacher is based on a uh comic book from the 90s uh ran from 1995 to 2000 uh created by garth ennis uh written by garth ennis and drawn by his uh frequent uh uh collaborative partner steve dillon um the late steve dillon he actually passed away very shortly after this show premiered um in 2016 of a ruptured appendix of all things oh shit yeah what a way to go um so a rip in peace to him Rest in power, if you will. Rest in power. Yeah. Uh, so he he was exploded from within. He was exploded from within by Genesis. Um, so uh, Preacher, it tells the story of uh, uh, Jesse Custer, a dude who ends up getting a dude with a shady past who ends up getting possessed by a creature, supernatural force named Genesis, which was the result of a um basically an angel and demon fucking and uh immediately after it was created uh it uh was excised from heaven and also in the comics too if i recall correctly uh god left heaven because he was so like he basically rage quit the universe after genesis was created um and so genesis is the supernatural entity that gives uh, uh jesse the ability to um essentially like command people to do uh whatever he wants that's not really revealed like it doesn't really go into it in the first episode of the show but that's that that's what the basic plot of the comic is and he ends up like going across country basically like in a uh like a road trip type story where uh, he kind of just like solves problems along the way. It's one of those type stories. And he's joined by uh, his uh, vampire friend Cassidy and his ex-girlfriend Tulip along for the adventures. Um, this was a comic that I read a little bit back in the 90s uh, when I was way, way, way too young to be reading it, to be honest. It was a very, uh, very R-rated comic book. Mm. As with a lot of uh, Garth Ennis's uh a lot of the work of writer Garth Ennis. Uh, 
Garth Ennis is probably more known nowadays to people as being the creator of The Boys, which is a very successful show on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, he also uh, had a pretty, with Steve Dillon, had a pretty uh, prolific run on um, Hellblazer, uh, which was the comic book that starred the character John Constantine, mm -hmm. which uh, had a movie based on it starring Keanu Reeves. The movie has very little to do with the comic. <laughs> uh, it's very, very loosely based. Um, Garth Ennis also had a very, and, and Steve Dillon had a uh, very well received uh, uh, Punisher miniseries in the late 90s called Welcome Back, Frank. Um, a lot of uh, Punisher media since has been very much inspired by that story arc. The, the Thomas Jane movie even has uh, characters like the, the Russian. Kevin Nash plays the Russian in that movie, like that character, that whole bit where they're fighting in his That apartment. was pretty great. That, that's from the Welcome Back Frank story. Um, <laughs> after uh, the after the uh, Welcome Back Frank uh, miniseries, uh, Garth Ennis would go on to for a very long time to write a uh, Punisher an ongoing Punisher comic under Marvel's now defunct uh, Max line, which were basically Marvel making R-rated comics. Yeah, uh, I, I liked them. That uh, I, I was I was a really big fan of Garth Ennis's uh, uh, Punisher Max run. I read it for quite a while. Um, that that whole imprint uh, was pretty great in general. It completely got tossed out the window as soon as Disney bought Marvel. <laughs> wonder why yeah i wonder uh so uh as i mentioned this show uh premiered in 2016 lasted four seasons um the, the show was uh uh the show itself was uh show run by seth rogan of all people and indeed even wrote even uh 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 directed this episode it was uh, this episode what? was direct this episode was directed by seth rogan and his um his uh, collaborative, longtime collaborative partner, Evan Goldberg. Uh, so the episode opens with um, uh, some kind of cosmic entity like flying through the cosmos. As I mentioned, it's this this supernatural being Genesis. Um, I dig but, it. But it's yeah, it's not revealed in this episode. But like I said, I'm familiar with the comics, so yeah, it's flying around the uh, the solar system. It kind I thought I downloaded the i mean uh, legally watched um the <laughs> like the wrong show because it starts off with like grainy like 70s film footage of like energy whipping around in like the solar system like, I, yeah past... I, I know uh, it looks like it looks like a uh like a low budget like sci-fi movie from like the 60s or 70s and it's like whipping through the the rings of Saturn and just like having a good old time. It's moving. It's not going in a straightish trajectory. So it's like, oh, okay, so this thing is looking for something or maneuvering somehow, and yeah. it uh, it goes towards um, Africa. Yeah, the continent of Africa, and then we uh, end up in a uh, uh, congregation of sorts. Guy is preaching, and. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Genesis like goes and flies right into him and immediately he's like, Oh, I'm the chosen one or something like that. And then explodes. Yeah. Fucking At first, everybody's like, it's a miracle. I I'm the chosen one. And he like turns into red mist 
<laughs> yeah, it just explodes in a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, and everybody freaks out and runs out. Yeah. Uh, and then we uh, we get uh, introduced to our intrepid hero, uh, uh, Jesse Custer. Yeah. There's a, uh, a, a shot here that really, really cracked me up, and I'm going to make it the show art for the episode. It... Um, uh, oh, what is it, what did it what does it say on the, the oh church when he sign? goes out to the sign when he goes out to the sign yeah yeah so when he goes out to the um he's you know getting ready for Sunday um his Sunday sermon and he um he changes up the sign and somebody had changed the letter so it said open your ass and holes to Jesus right. yeah <laughs> open your ass and holes to Jesus <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I, uh, proving how like uh, juvenile uh, my sense of humor can be, I I think it's very fucking funny. I, I think that kind of thing's amusing. Uh, I think it's funnier in the show because it's realistic. When I yeah. see it in person, I go, "Oh, those scamps! Oh, those scamps! Yeah, the, the, those rascals! Those rascals!" That that's Seth Rogen. I think it's Seth Rogen' sense of humor, like showing through. With a gag like that. Okay, yeah. Now yeah. now that you've pointed that out to me, it's just like, wait a second. Seth Rogen did this. Yeah. <laughs> Seth so, Rogen himself uh fucked with the sign. Absolutely. Yeah. He no, he himself, yeah. He didn't write that in. He just went and did that. He got high one night and was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, open your holes to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh what happens here? So he goes and gives um a sermon to he's very hungover yeah yeah right he he gives a sermon the sermon he gives to his congregation it's very yeah like you said he's hungover it's very awkward like um he he's like kind of fumbling over his words doesn't really know what to say he's like getting his, he loses a page yeah, he loses he's like, the page. answer is uh the answer uh the answer is i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you it's um be, be humble yeah yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, after the sermon's over, there's, there's like uh, 10 people there. Yeah. <laughs> or no, there's like 20. After the sermon's over, there's um, and uh, you, you actually see this a lot at small town churches. There'll be like a um, uh, like a base, like a church, like picnic, potluck, barbecue, picnic. After, I, I know after this the well. Service. Yeah, this is yeah. when the movie. This is when I was like, OK, I, I, I movie. <laughs> this is when I liked the show. I was like, oh shit. Like this is where I grew up. Like I fucking know the uh the the Sunday uh like potluck barbecue thing well. Yeah. And then a dude like fires his gun and shoots a squirrel out of a tree. Yeah, and um uh some uh this kid like goes up and talks to Jesse. Uh the kid is um uh the son of this this guy who shot the squirrel the redneck who shot the squirrel the redneck who, yeah it's his son and he uh tells the preacher he tells jesse that um uh his dad his dad's really mean and like he hurts his mom and uh he he wants him to do something about it and uh and the preacher is like well basically like well why are you asking me and the kid's like well i've heard you you've done you you've done th stuff like this before and he actually gives like a really uh, uh, a monologue here. I really liked. I'm not gonna like go over it like word for word. It, but he, and the, the long short is he's basically like, so uh, let's say I do do some of those things to your daddy, and uh, 
you know, he's a big guy, so maybe it'll be one punch, maybe two. Uh, but he's going to get angry. He's going to want to fight back. And, uh, you know, other people are going to come over too. And, yeah. and basically he, he's like, how far do you want this to go? Yeah. It's like, how, how, how bad do you want me to uh, hurt your dad? And kind of yeah. goes off because he knows how it's going to go. And like his buddies are going to get involved and he's going to fight them. And something's, someone might take out a weapon and, and the kid's kind of like, Oh shit, dude. Like <laughs> you, you, yeah. you've, you think you uh you're you're used to this, huh? <laughs> and it's the whole violence begets violence thing, which I'll get into a bit later because something does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something does happen in uh, probably my favorite scene in the whole episode. It's uh, the the bar fight. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's my favorite bit in the whole episode. I like but, uh, that he humors the kid though, because yeah. he's like, yeah, like how how bad you want him hurt. And it's like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, this is a uh, uh, recurring like subplot throughout the episode. Uh, there's this like Point Dexter. I don't know what his name is, so I'm just going to call him Point Dexter. This like Point yeah. Dexter type guy who uh, is complaining to Jesse about his mom basically calling him at all hours of the day, like insulting him. Throughout the episode, um, this guy is constantly trying to talk to Jesse about mundane, stupid shit about his mom calling and complaining about things who doesn't even live in the same state. Yeah. And I do, I do, kind, of, I do kind of feel bad for this guy. And um, what happens with him at the end? Like, whew. that's um, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, world of darkness, which is like a tabletop and LARP setting. Yeah. And um. Vampire the Masquerade. Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. And um, a lot of those fans have said to watch Preacher. It it feels very World of Darkness-y. And I'll get into it a little bit, like, why. But now that I'm, like, watching this, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. What happens? Uh, There's some time jumps here and there. Uh, I like the pacing of the show, like, a lot. There is a fucking like this episode is quite uh, uh, is quite long, like it's uh, just over an hour long without commercials and uh, a lot happens in this episode. Like I I was watching this earlier, I was like, holy shit, a lot is going on here. There's a lot going on here to establish the character himself, Um, a sheriff or like a police officer comes and talks to him and says, hey, you got to come talk to someone, uh, which we find out is his kid, his son, uh, uh, arse face. And um, uh, so Je- Jesse asked uh, Jesse asked the sheriff. Um, he's like, "Hey, because uh, the uh, the asshole who the redneck asshole from earlier is like right. fucking around. Like, they're, I think they're like beating up like a mascot or something like that." There's like a political. I, I don't know what's going on there. There's like picket signs and like somebody punches like a dude in a suit. Yeah, yeah. And they're beating up a mascot. And I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah, what is, what is going on? Yeah. Um, uh, small town politics. They're trying to change the mascot or or something. I, right. Um, so they, the sheriff, like come, like you said, comes up and talks to him and is like, hey, uh, uh, you, you got to uh, come and talk to my son. Like, he wants to see you. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that, like, uh, tomorrow night. But he's like, hey, so... Um, uh, so, uh, redneck asshole, you should, you should go and talk to redneck assholes wife. Uh, cause I, I hear she's, uh, 
I, I hear he's laying his hands on her and the, the sheriff is like, well, if she files a formal complaint, I'll be happy to look into it. And he's like, well, you just go talk to her. And the sheriff just repeats himself. Like very thing. seriously, he's like, no, like his stance on the law is that he doesn't meddle. Yeah. It, it feels like, right? Like he is the law and like, that's it. He even kind of turns a blind eye to um, catching Jesse. Uh, clearly drinking right before he's about to start his truck. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, like, these people, it. these people are like beating the shit out of a mascot and like the sheriff doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting the impression this guy's a, I understand it's part of your community and you need to turn some blind eyes if you don't want the whole community to hate you, but like stop violence in the very least. What the fuck dude? Well, well, yeah. And like, um, uh sheriffs in like a lot of town like towns like this are they're voted like you're elected sheriff oh and he met that's what he mentions right yeah and jesse is like uh oh well gotta uh gotta get he i'm paraphrasing but he basically says something along the lines of oh gotta Gotta get get the redneck demographic yeah to vote you in again huh yeah i imagine that's pretty probably the most important one yeah and he basically, in uh, not as many words, tells him uh, to to watch himself. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to an airplane, and we've got this... Uh... This jumps all over the place, and I'm all aboard. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're, we're 30,000 feet in the air, and the screen even, like, it tells us on screen. It's like, I think it says, like, up 30,000 feet. Yeah, <laughs> I and like the transitions. We're on an airplane and like a bunch of people are like drinking and like doing coke and we meet uh, Cassidy, uh, one of the main characters of the show. Uh, uh, We'll find out very shortly that he's a vampire. Yeah, um, very, very shortly. doesn't beat around the bush there or like even try to really hide it. Yeah. Uh, But what happens here is it's a whole bunch of CEOs and shit, right? Yeah. And they're like doing blow playing a mit, like putter golf right like drinking whiskey and um he's a it's a pro, he's like a private bartender right. one of two on the plane and he's like oh i'm gonna go hit the shitter real quick what's um, up with the bathroom scene well i guess uh we we've discovered that vampires shit in this universe are they shit they can do coke and drink so uh yeah <laughs> there's that um in the world of darkness and vampire the masquerade you they have to it's like they they magically have to uh slumber during the day but uh doesn't appear to be the case in this world no and it's only direct direct sunlight that seems to hurt the vampires in this world if you're in the shade you're fine yeah and we like we see him out in the day like uh we see him in the day but he's just in the shade of like a shrub which we'll yeah. we'll see in a later scene there's another scene where it's like um during the day and he's just on like the the shady side of the house mm-hmm. um, drinking so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh say like right off the bat uh cassidy is my favorite character he's uh he's an interesting fella um i thought he'd be an antagonist at first and then as the episode kept going i was like there's something else going on here. So Cassidy finds some crazy shit in the bathroom. He finds a, a Bible, but it's full of people like writing their own notes in it. 
Mm. Like bat shit, like fucking crazy, like people in the street rambling. Like, no, it's like lines, passages are circled. Right. And, um, and and then they ate him and they're, they're adding their own like notes into it and stuff. Um, And the word yes is scribbled a bunch into it. And he's like, hmm. And he looks out the window. This is before it's revealed he's a vampire, right? Yeah. And when he looks at the window, he sees the sunrise beginning coming up on the uh, the horizon. And he mentions it to them. He's to, to gauge their response. He's like, uh, oh, well, wouldn't you know it? Uh, I thought we were going east. And uh, and yet uh, there's the uh, we were supposed to arrive in blah, 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 blah before sun sunrise. And oh, uh, well, looking behind us, we're going west. And uh, there it is. You wouldn't know. And then he says something that catches them all off guard and they absolutely shut up. And that was him testing them. Yeah. So it, it, it seemed, and one of them is like, um, so like, it seems all like of this, them, everyone, including the, the other ev- help on the, yeah, yeah. Every one of them. It seems like this was a very elaborate ruse just to corner him. Yes. And w- when he pointed that out and they all, like completely sobered up and went silent. He's all like, but I'm just a drunken Irish man. What do I know? And they all like start laughing again. And during that laugh, everyone realizes something at the same time. Cassidy realizes that they are hunters. Yeah. Like literally like, like Buffy the vampire slayer and they're, they're there to fuck him up. And that like, well, they all know he's a vampire. This whole thing was this elaborate ruse to, get him in an enclosed place, get him in the sunlight and like fuck him up. Yeah. And then a a very well uh, choreographed and delightful fight scene breakout where suddenly all these like CEOs and businessmen um, pull out like crossbows and a fucking spear and swords. (laughs) It's like, holy shit, man. It's a, uh, this whole scene is a great introduction of this character. (laughs) And the world. I would argue that one, there are vampires, uh, and two, there are hunters. There are people that hunt vampires. I right. fucking dig it, man. And he he does everything in a very like it's frantic. Uh, if you ever seen um, Old Boy, how like everything within arm's reach is a weapon. That's what the scene is like. It's dirty. It's frantic. Um, he uses a golf club to like hit beer cans at someone. Um. He almost gets shot by a crossbow. Uh, I'm sure someone's lit on fire. Uh, <laughs> he stabs a wine bottle into like the, the driver's chest. Uh, sorry, the pilot, the pilot's chest. Everybody was in on this. They all knew he was a vampire. Yeah. I'm and, like, um, and I'm like, th- I'm like, this is a very, very, very elaborate ruse <laughs> just to trap Cassidy. <laughs> but I mean that maybe that's how maybe it was necessary. And they were just trying to um, waste time and wait until uh, sunrise. Mm. It seems like to either make their move or just let the, the sun burn them and something um, during the fight. Like he, he slowly gains ground and some dude has an ax, right? He slowly gains ground and um, the co-pilot like sneaks up behind him and pours holy water all over his head. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, like, take this, you undead abomination. Yeah, and he just kind of turns around and he's like, "Yeah, I, I think he says, uh, uh, when will you people ever learn?' Because like the wa- he tries to like pour holy water on him and it does nothing. Yeah, 
And uh, oh, he yeah, he's like, when will you people ever learn? And uh, he straight up just like pounces on his neck and yeah, and bites him and and kills him and drinks his blood. And um, and here it becomes clear. Oh, this guy's a vampire. If you if you didn't know before, like what gave it away to me is that they're using vampire hunting weapons. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. swords and a spear and a crossbow. Crossbow's classic hunter weaponry, right? And did you ever um, play um uh quick sidebar speaking of hunter? Uh did you yeah. ever play uh the uh I think it was on the original X I think it might have only been on the original Xbox, but it was a game called Hunter <laughs> of the Reckoning. Excuse me. Oh yeah. Yeah, Hunter of the Reckoning was a great game. I didn't actually know when I played because I play. It came out in like two thousand three, I think, and I I remember like renting it. And now it's it's actually backward compatible, so you can play it on like the Xbox Series console. So I have a digital version of it, uh, and the game's still pretty fun. But at the time, like I didn't actually know that it was based on White Hunt, Wolf. That, yeah, Hunter. <laughs> like I didn't know that that was a thing until it was a few based years on ago. Uh, the World of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I had no idea. Yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Good game. Uh, if anyone listening hasn't played Hunter of the Reckoning on the original Xbox, uh, solid title. A little more competent than these guys on the, but maybe Cassidy's just very com- competent, and I like his goodbye. Um, he kind of after stabbing the the wine the champagne bottle into the the pilot, he kind of like tips him over. And uses the the champagne bottle as a spout, and fills up an empty like vodka bottle. Oh, yeah, taking with, one for the road with blood. <laughs> with blood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, the, to to keep his, uh, you know, to uh, to uh, what's it called when you uh, prep when you, when you drink pre-drink, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah keep yeah, his pre-drink sure. going. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if it has anything to do with the world of darkness. Presumably, um, he'll need blood to heal himself. Right. Or it has uh, and, nothing to do with the world of darkness. I'm just tying the two together. Uh, and Well, and that gets confirmed uh, later on. Uh, not too oh, far yeah. in the episode. Yeah. So yeah, he fucking just jumps out of the plane. Jumps out of the plane with his um, vodka bottle of, uh, <laughs> of, of human blood. And yeah, I'm like, no, no parachute I, or anything. That's when I was like, I really like this. This is fucking rad. <laughs> and um, it just cuts away. It doesn't show what happens to him. Oh, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, this and, show is uh, incredibly gory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the exploding, like, African preacher at the beginning didn't uh, uh, yeah. give you a hint to what is to come. This, this definitely is. So can you help me out here? Um, he's getting uh, food at Denny's. Rebecca yeah, yeah. Jesse. So- yeah, yeah. So we we cut to uh, to uh, Denny's. Uh, Jesse is uh, uh, eating breakfast with uh, his uh, assistant, I guess, uh, Emily. I was going to say, is this his sister, or is this his like assistant, or she's just involved in the church? What's the deal? She here? she works at the church. Um, okay. I I, I think I, she does like all of the um, like he does the sermons. Basically, she does everything else. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, and she, she, uh, we, we, it becomes very clear very quickly in this episode that she takes what she does very seriously. Yeah. Well, um, she's in the middle of working at Denny's and her kids are even there. So yeah. she is a very busy person. Yeah. And she's, yeah. uh, she, she's on her break right now, it seems. And she's eating with, uh, 
with her with her kids and jesse with, and jesse <laughs> and like her boss comes over and he's like uh like hey i've had to like wait two tables already and she's like oh, i'm my just in yeah i know it's like and she's just like i'm just finishing up okay like fuck off basically i love how she spoke to him she's like yeah and i'm just finishing and i'm still on my break yeah and i'm yeah. like fuck yeah yeah fuck that guy Speaking i have of... 15 minutes fuck off dude yeah uh speaking of fuck that guy while they're trying to like talk about like church business oh, um point point dexter shows back up he's <laughs> just behind him how does he find him i actually thought this guy was like a hunter for it while i was watching this <laughs> because no matter where jesse is this fucking like dude like you know like balding always wearing um a business suit a business shirt and tie right um glasses seems like the, a professional dad kind of type yeah um always bugging him about what i thought oh, was originally I, I, his I, wife i don't imagine this guy has a family he's okay he's he's undoubtedly single okay okay <laughs> and um he's bugging him about his mom again and i'm like but this mundane bullshit he's like oh my mom blah blah blah, blah and criticizes me about this and and always the the ongoing um little gag here is he interrupts him and he goes hey i got something else to do just tell her how you feel yeah that, that's it that's always his advice he's like you know like don't don't be afraid of her she's your mom and and tell her that you don't like that okay i yeah. gotta go bye <laughs> and uh it's cuts to who's that politician dude like trying to talk to them he was he got punched the night before does he uh, become a is he the mayor or i think he's the mayor yeah yeah he was in like trying to disperse the crowd with picket fences and he got punched right he's trying to defend the mascot or something there's a very quick scene of uh back in africa back in africa uh, a couple of dudes who look like they're on safari yeah i was gonna ask about that what um are... these guys uh um minor spoilers but not really uh these guys are looking for genesis i figured yeah because they're... um at the end of the episode they're like hey we found them yeah they're so they're, they're working for heaven i believe and they're looking for for genesis and um it's interesting we find out that the theme of the show is is this thing i didn't realize it was one entity i thought it was like many that were jumping into people and um specifically like preachers yeah holy people yeah and blowing them up yeah and, and um, I, I everybody think, seems to notice except jesse i i think the reason why jesse uh i i could be wrong i but i'm just i'm just speculating but i think the reason um like people are blowing up basically who like who weren't strong enough essentially to be inhabited by genesis because genesis was too powerful but jesse was that's why he didn't die right makes um, sense yeah i'm uh uh jared uh if if i'm wrong let me know <laughs> makes sense um so can you also explain oh, i don't know how they keep these things in those guys um explain to me when he uh visits he visits like an older dude and he was asked to by somebody like, Hey, can you go check up on, what does he say? Uh, one second here, uh, Walter. Yeah. Or, is it Walter? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And, um, or, he maybe 
Or was Walter Arseface? Here, let me um let me I'm on the scene right now. Walter, yep. Okay. And um he notices that there's a gun on the counter, on the dresser, and there's a woman singing and showering. And he storms out and he tosses his the the some clothes back at Walter and he's like, Thanks for the warning, Walter. What's going on here? Um, I think the woman is Tulip, who we'll meet very shortly. Is that is that and he recognized her gun? Okay, so yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Okay, I, I got it. I got it. I'm up. Uh, uh, we get to see a silhouette of her naked very shortly after this. With her hair in a towel, looking out mm-hmm. the window. Not afraid. Doesn't give any fucks who sees her. Nope. Uh, and we get a little uh, not too long ago scene. It, yeah, a flashback of Tulip, like, driving a, uh, I think it's a Dodge Challenger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seems about right. Yeah. Uh, uh very very iconic uh muscle car uh driving through a cornfield and she like the person in the passenger seat uh get, very clearly gets their head blown off because we we see like an little explosion pulp of, fiction uh <laughs> explosion of blood on the window um yeah, and she's like fiction there she's like fighting with the guy in the back seat as she's like he's got a garage, and he's like trying to choke her yeah with it so some some shit went down here right yeah and uh, the scene's good, but basically there's a dead guy in the passenger seat. She's trying to shoot him. She's a cool chick. You know, she, she's clan bruja. She's, uh, <laughs> she's uh, wearing leather jacket. Um, it was like a, uh, the, uh, oh, who was that uh, Jason Statham series of movies? The uh, transporter. The, the transporter. Yeah. It's a very, the transporter scene. Like fighting in a car. Right. I, I dig it. And they go through a cornfield. Um, it's dramatic. There's a knife. Um, she ends up uh, kicking him in the balls or biting his ear off. That's it. She bites his ear off. Yeah, because we, we see the ear. The car again. We see the ear later because Jesse, like, she has it, like, in a in a container. And Jesse, like, picks it up. He's like, is this, a, is this an oh, ear? Oh, he finds it on the floor of her Oh, the yeah. passenger seat, right? And I, I think she says, like, no, I was eating shawarma. Yeah, and just tosses it out the window. Fucking yeah. great. But um, after the cornfield, um, she kicks the guy out of her car and kills him with a cob of corn. Am I? Yep. Is, it, is that what yep. happened there? After kicking him in the balls. And um, some kids come out of their house. Yeah, a little boy and a little girl, and she's like, I "Oh, hey, that so much." She's like, "Oh, hey, kids, are your parents home?" And the girl is just like, "Mom's dead. Dad's at work." But I'm but ten. I, I'm in charge. Yeah, I'm ten. I'm in charge. I, I dig this kid. And, and she starts like lecturing Tulip, being like, "Hey, you're in big trouble. You just can't like go around like doing stuff like this, destroying again. property and like killing people." Yeah, <laughs> I dig that kid so much. And Tulip's like, "Yeah, but this is a bad guy." Yeah. And we, we get a very uh, Sam Raimi-esque, like, quick, uh, quick I zooms. I fucking love that. On, on it's, quick, very <laughs> it's very Sam Raimi. Like, quick, uh, like, her, like, looking, and then a quick, quick shots, like, the camera will quickly the moonshine zoom station. Into, quickly zoom in on uh, a bunch of objects, and she's like, who loves arts and crafts? And the boy, like, raises his hand. But basically, um, the quick zoom in is onto a, a moonshine station. Uh, you yeah. can make moonshine from corn, folks. Um, I definitely know that firsthand. 
Um, and uh, yeah, who likes arts and crafts? And we cut to a scene where she changes. She had changed her jacket. She's very like mom-ish now. She has her hair up. She's wearing like glasses. Yeah. Right? And she's literally seemingly is doing arts and crafts. She's getting the kids to help her. And she ends up making a makeshift uh, bazooka out of bazooka. like fucking tin cans and shit. And the, the ammunition is a whole bunch of tin toy soldiers that the little boy has. This is some ingenuity right here. Like, holy I, shit. I dig it. And I like the message that she says, right? Because they're like, oh, um, why don't you go to the police? Uh, the police aren't always good. Oh, well, why don't you get the help of a boyfriend? And it's just like, why, why would, why would I need that? And she kind of gives a, an interesting little message. It's like, Hey, uh, you know, like if you're a boy or a girl, like you got to be independent, Mm -hmm. you got to deal with like shit on your own sometimes, uh, because you are going to be on your own sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, good. But then her good message kind of devolves because she's like, because when that son of a bitch ever like leaves you, you got to be able to track him down. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, tracking down, we we kind of missed in the previous scene. uh, She saw like a cell phone. Uh, The the guy that she killed, uh, he had like a cell phone. Oh, right. Like it had like a like they were being tracked. And it said, um, it was like a GPS. Yeah. And it said 26 minutes. So that's what inspired her to build this bazooka 26 minutes. And I guess she presumed something fast, like a helicopter, like a helicopter was coming. Yeah. And uh, she made a bazooka. Yeah. And uh, blows the helicopter. Plays hide and go seek with the kids. Um, Good for her, you know, like actually like caring because she hides them in the cellar. Right. And said, okay, no matter what you hear, you don't come out until the explosions and the gunshots and the screaming is done. (laughs) She closes the door and, well, shoots the fucking helicopter down after there's a bunch of gunshots. And uh, the kids come out to a gory scene. Yeah. And the little boy, yeah, the the pilot has like 10 soldiers like melted into his skull. (laughs) And little boy is like, cool. And she's like, hey, kids, over here. Well, sorry about all this. I got to go now. There's a very quick uh, establishing shot after this of Jesse going to like a factory or something. Um, and we'll, 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 we'll follow that up in just a moment. Um, but then it cuts to a uh, crater in a field. And there we see uh, what's left of Cassidy, who is still alive, but he is so like Cassidy's alive. He is lying on the ground. If you were uh, wondering if he was supernatural before, well, yeah, his intest, like the lower part of his body, is like completely like he has no right arm, destroyed. Like his, uh, he is his just, intestines are all over. Not, the place. his torso isn't even there. It's just his like shoulders, his head, and one arm. So here's the thing: are vampires weaker? Because that doesn't happen to humans when we fall out of a plane. We just like slam into the ground really hard in our organs rupture and we die from shock we don't explode um or and i was gonna ask you this did the sun hit him and kind of fucked him up and like melted him or something or both uh i i have no idea. either way he's he's barely there yeah it's very gory 
And and we see his uh, his uh, doggy bottle that he brought with him of blood. And it, he goes uh, to it, kind it, of grab it and drink from it, and it broke. Yeah, the, it, bro- it, it in broke in the fall on impact. But luckily, he's got a little friend that comes and visits him. Yeah, a cow. So a uh, vampire. Well, and I guess this isn't too uncommon in vampire lore, like uh, that he can feed on animals. Because like an interview with the vampire, the one character was like feeding on rats. Yeah, but that feeding on rats versus humans is like drinking puddle water with um, like that someone used as an ashtray compared to like ambrosia. Mm. Like you can do it and you can survive, but like it is repulsive. It's not very enjoyable. If we're following like normal vampire lore. So, but I mean, a cow's a cow. Cow's got a lot of blood, man. Yeah, cows are huge. <laughs> and indeed, with one hand, he pulls this thing into his like little crater. Yeah. And uh, presumably eats. Uh, the next time we see him, he is whole. He's like completely regenerated. So he's used the blood to regenerate himself. Uh, so we, we cut back to where Jesse was going to, and he's in like an office of some sort, and he's talking to uh, Redneck Asshole's wife. Um, yeah, is this like a slaughterhouse? Uh, I want to say I think, he's I think in the so, office yeah. portion of a slaughterhouse because yeah. someone just comes out of another door and he's wearing like all white, right? And he's got blood all over him. Mm. And this is Texas. So uh, I'm like, okay, so this is a slaughterhouse. Uh, this actress here, uh, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but I know she had a recurring role on The Shield, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh. She played She played a prostitute named uh, Connie. She's only in this episode for like a couple minutes, but a really good actress. Wow. Yeah, no, she she's great. She was um, a great character on The Shield. She uh, her character, Connie, was a prostitute that uh, uh, Vic Mackey, the one of the main characters of the show, um, was kind of helping out. Um, because like he I'm he basically familiar with that. Yeah, he, he basically he got her out of a jam um, and he like uh saved her he, he like saved her like little boy her baby boy and whatnot so and she he he helps her out he like gives her money and like it's like oh like kind of thing like oh you don't need to like turn tricks tonight here's here is some cash to go uh uh to go spend time with helping her out the, the the people that have been uh yeah uh, left yeah. behind yeah. yeah 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 uh the the character ended up uh, uh, dying very tragically in the show. Eventually. Spoilers, jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoilers for an episode of The Shield from like two thousand four. Yeah, almost twenty <laughs> fucking years ago. Uh, but she rocks this here, and something weird surprised me here. And I was like, man, she delivered it in a way. The actress delivered this in a way that um. So so Jesse is like asking her, he's like, oh, so uh, what what does he do to you? And she's like, oh, a lot of things. And she goes into detail about it. Like he, an odd he, level of detail, an odd level it. of detail. Like he he like hits her, he like spits on her, like all that stuff, like oh, a whole bunch of with like, like a jumping rope. Yeah, whole whole bunch of abusive shit. And uh, Jesse's like, well, you you, you got to get a, like, can you repeat this? What you said to me to uh, the sheriff? And, and she's like, mm, why would I do that? <laughs> and uh, then for some like fucking like weirdness here, she is like, oh, I like it. And I'm and like, he's all like, no, no, you don't. She's like, no, I, 
And uh, I like it when he, he does those things to me. And I'm like, and so I have questions here. So like, yeah, yeah. Are they, are, do they have like a, like a BDSM type relationship or does she just like being abused? Because that's kind of fucked up if the latter is true. And that's kind of the impression that I'm getting here. I don't know. It's like one of those confused boners. Like, <laughs> is, is she brain? Is she brainwashed and I need to feel bad for her? Or is she into that kind of thing and encourages it? Or is she abused? Right. And she her coping mechanism is like learning to enjoy it. Right. So I'm like, am I supposed to have a boner? I, I don't feel bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that boner to the side for now until I find out more. Because <laughs> at first I'm like, man, fuck this guy. Why is she covering up for him? And then she says, I like it, and she's got this kind of coy smile on her face that leads me to believe her. And I'm like, did the kid just walk in on too many BDSM sessions? Like just... your your dad wearing a fucking gimp mask and <laughs> or sorry, your mom and like beating her with a like a piece of like a a, a skipping rope. Yeah. And be like, get out of here, boy. <laughs> You'll understand someday, damn it. You'll understand someday, damn it. So you get me another beer if you're just gonna stand there. <laughs> is this where we like go to Russia? We after go to this? Russia, man. We just fucking go to Russia. We're going everywhere. Yeah, what, this what happens in Russia? They go to like so a there's a very big cathedral, right? And the subtitles let us know that it's horrible, the disgusting. Um, the the priest was um, exploded. The magister mm. was leading us at night mass, and uh, right away I'm like, magister, night mass. This is a church of, church of Satan. Oh, huh. I didn't even clue into that. Night mass? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and. Uh, right away i picked up on that well night mass is a thing in catholicism too it is but you know who really likes night mass like all the time not just (laughs) once in a while satan worshipers and um we cut out like i said very well-funded huge church right right and we go over and the uh there's a priest that's like screaming about how he exploded his brains oh my god how is it that his brains got everywhere and he really focuses in on brains and i'm like okay well this guy's grossed out by brains i guess and i know it's a church of satan um or sorry it's a it's a the final seal that confirms that it is is when the police go to investigate they close the door behind them and there's a there's an upside down star with like a, a goat face in the oh okay the depiction yeah, yeah. of the I, I, I the missed beast. that yeah. yeah goat whore goat whore <laughs> yeah. actual actual band <laughs> big old big old goat face there and I actually, was like oh, okay so the, these aliens don't discriminate when they blow up preachers <laughs> <laughs> that's good good to know going all over the place but now, now I'm aware that it's like one entity like trying out uh, presumably trying out different hosts. And like you had said, none of them are strong enough or are the right fit right, or something like that. So, you know, he, he went to Africa. Oh, this is weird flavor of Christianity. Probably went to a synagogue or a mosque somewhere, blew up some more. <laughs> um, it is canon in this world that uh, it, the um, 
uh, what did you call it? The entity? Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Um, while it was like hopping around looking for suitable hosts, uh, it killed Tom Cruise. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, there's a. It's canon in this world that Tom Cruise exploded on camera in front of doing a Scientology. Yeah, like sermon. That, that cracked me up. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy, is that my sense of humor right there? Um, and this is happening all over the world. Yeah. Um, and Genesis is really getting news. around. He's getting around, you know, <laughs> and uh, popping heads a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, he got Tom Cruise. So, um, you know, get good, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, Tom Cruise isn't uh, strong enough to handle the power of Genesis. And I'm guessing those uh, those dudes that are like looking for Genesis. Um, it's shown a few shots of them here or there. Uh, they're following the the news of people exploding because the same people that were in Africa, they looked like they were on safari, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they show up at the end of the, the episode in Texas. Uh, actually, right outside the church. Right outside Jesse's uh, church, yeah. Um, like literally the, the, a few days after uh, Genesis entered him. Right. Um, I'm getting uh, ahead of myself here, though. Uh, from here, we go to Tulip. the, sh- uh, we, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. There's a scene with, uh, two, uh, Jesse and Tulip in a car. Just, yeah, we get an uncharted scene where she's like, I got the heist of a lifetime lifetime. You're not a preacher. Come on. Yeah. That's when he finds like, the ear and she's like, what? She, are you, are you in or out? And, uh, he's like, I'm out basically. She doesn't seem to believe him. She's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Talk to me in a couple days when you change your mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I mean, lo and behold, obviously he does because otherwise there's the show. There's no story here. He changes his mind about a couple things. <laughs> he does, yeah. yeah his faith um, is being challenged, folks. Um, he goes to uh, from here. Uh, he goes to the sheriff's house, and the sheriff is making this really disgusting looking smoothie. It's got raw beef, raw eggs. The fuck else was in it? Uh like celery we're what why is all the shit raw that's what i'm wondering like that's not good for your health raw onions what the yeah it's a disgusting smoothie raw onions celery raw beef raw eggs and uh he puts it in a food processor blends it up into a shake yeah um, he's like, hey, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you tonight? And his wife is like catatonic staring at a TV. Yeah. So he, give, he gives this shake, this meat shake to, to Jesse. <laughs> to Jesse. He, he like looks at him like he's insane. And he's like, it's his dinner. Take it to him. Because yeah. he's going to go talk to him anyway. Yeah. And uh, here. So Jesse goes upstairs and talks to him. And we're introduced to Arseface. Um, and what's his name? His nickname is Arseface. Yeah. I can't, can't remember what the character's actual name is. Uh, oh, Eugene. 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 So, um, yeah, wh- why, why is that his nickname? Why does he get picked on? Uh, because he's horrifying looking and his face kind of looks like an asshole. Um, I, I'd see this character is from the comic. Well, all of these characters are from the comics. Um this this character was pretty uh pretty vile looking uh in comic book form, um, live action. Uh, I had a hard time looking at this guy. You know who else does Jesse? Yeah, <laughs> you can see that the actor right the, really it, sold that he's having a hard time looking at him. Not me. 
uh well you, i'm like you... yeah whatever also great actor he sells everything considering he has this like prosthetic on his face yeah he sells it through his eyes really well um yeah and so uh eugene is talking to jesse and he's like asking like oh do you think uh i i feel like god's mad at me like do you think some he doesn't forgive some sins and jesse like trying not to look at him is like uh uh, uh no he forgives god, all he he forgives all sins and yeah. uh he's like why, why do you think uh, god doesn't forgive you hasn't forgiven you he's like well because of what i did and what he did was he uh uh tried to blow his face off with a shotgun and that's why that that's why his mouth looks like that um nightmare fuel is missing and nightmare very nightmarish to, to uh, for me i'm like ugh and he survived and definitely this is, this is where he's at uh definitely not the the definitely not the way i would want to go out that's all i'm gonna say or not go out or not go out even worse well you have a friend nearby to get to finish the job that that's a that's a two-man thing <laughs> help a brother out now uh it, it went bad. Uh, it That's, seems like this character is really upbeat and positive. Yeah. Trying and to he, make most of what they got. Yeah, and, and he he mentions, he's like, yeah, I kind of want to go to church, but uh, uh, my dad I says don't know that, my, my dad says that I shouldn't because uh, I might be too much of a distraction. But then he reveals that he also doesn't want to go because he feels like God would be angry if he did go. Right. And Jesse, good on him. He's like, no, God, God wants all of his like children to go. He wants you there. And he's like, would, would God really forgive me and like allow me back? And he's like, yeah, if you're repentant, then, then you can go back. And he's like, oh, my, oh, that's, do you promise? And Jesse kind of hesitates for a second and he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he hugs it out and uh, yeah, it's, this character is supposed to make other people feel uncomfortable. Um, uh, uh, I was, I am bothered by little, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But much like Jesse, I, I really, really didn't, uh, really didn't want to be looking at this guy. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to the bar scene where in the background, um, it's like Tom Cruise, ex Tom Cruise yeah. explodes on live air, <laughs> live so on the air. Uh, so Jesse, yeah, Jesse is sitting at the bar. We see Cassidy in the background, kind of just hanging out, uh, fully, uh, fully re regenerated. Got some um, clothes, new clothes. Yeah. The the abusive redneck asshole comes in with a couple of his cronies, uh, uh, coming clear, just coming off of a civil war reenactment, and there. And uh, Jesse's like, "Hey, did we win this time?" <laughs> Which that cracked me up because they're Confederate soldiers. He's like, "Hey, did we win this time?" <laughs> <laughs> why it's like such a like minor like little joke but it just really it. really cracks me up yeah and I, I love like jesse's like uh like smug like jabby attitude toward this guy <laughs> I i'm digging it yeah outie go we win this time that's funny uh and he it, was like uh, and he's like haha that's funny and it's general and he just punches jesse yeah. and it's like man does this guy obviously not have no honor? Like, don't like shit sucker punch him and he's intoxicated. 
Right. Right. And it's a, it's a priest. What man, if you believe in hell, holy shit. Like, let me tell you who's going there. This, this motherfucker. Yeah. He's got a lot of repenting to do. Yeah, he's really pissed off about uh, uh, the fact that Jesse went and talked to his wife without talking to him first, which I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh, to 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 what you were just saying. Yeah, if, if there's a hell, this guy's going there. And he's like, I heard you're real badass before you came back here. Why don't you show us? Come on, go nuts. Yeah. And uh, while he's beating the shit out of Jesse, he's like kicking him in the ribs and stuff. Um, we cut to Cassidy See? talking to somebody. Jesse responds uh, when he's like, so show us. He's like, this is no time for fighting. There's a war going on. (laughs) This is no time for fighting. There's a war going on. (laughs) It's the fucking comments. Even after he's already on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, That's the fucking comments Jesse is making to this guy. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And we cut to Cassidy who is like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I had to jump out of a freaking plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, lay low. And he kind of like looks around at like the shit hole that he's in. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, he's like talking on the phone and uh, payphone, yeah. Yeah, uh, a payphone. Like, giving oh, a hey, uh, before you go, can you uh, wire me some mud? The guy hangs oh, up. You fucking gobshite. Yeah. <laughs> gobshite. So it's another Irish guy over the phone. He's like, yeah, lay low, stay out of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess he's just hanging out here for a while. Yeah, there's a, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, my, my favorite scene in the whole episode is this, just this entire like bar scene. Something, something sets him off. And uh, I liked that scene. Um, the thing that set off Jesse wasn't him getting his ass kicked, right? Um, it was. Uh, he told uh, uh, Redneck. <laughs> it's like, I've had enough of this. Had enough of this shit. Um <laughs> He, so, he, tell, he tells the redneck asshole, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, okay, uh, whatever. Like you do your thing with your wife basically, but uh, don't uh, keep your hands off the kid. Keep your hands off the kid. And he's like, what's that? Excuse me. And he's like, you know what? Oh, so it was that little shithead who originally told you, Hey, so I guess I got two people to, all right. I got another person to beat after I'm done with you. And so it's just like, okay, well, regardless if your wife likes it or not, right? Or all of your like macho, like fucking abusive, like bullshit. But like now you're telling me you're you're bragging that you're gonna go beat your your kid. Yeah. And it's that mentality, it's like, my daddy beat me, and look how well I turned out. That uh, that kind of like stupid fucking mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man. Can you please beat the shit out of this guy and uh, the show doth deliver? Uh, yeah, we get a incredibly well choreographed fight in this bar. And uh, it just like he said to uh, this guy's son earlier, like, you know, I might hit him, might need to hit him more than once. His friends are going to get involved. That little like foreshadowing there. All the uh, Confederates in the room. Uh, so you know who the bad guys are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a matter of there's oh, no now time for a brawl. Fighting. We're at war. Now, now it's a brawl. It's like Jason Statham beating up goons. Like his level of martial arts here is a league beyond any of these like rednecks like fighting in a bar. Yeah. Like this is this is like some some 
like he has his black belt in three different martial arts like shit. some like like tactical like special forces like this training yeah krav maga or something, something crazy like that yeah because he doesn't just beat the shit out of them he like throws them over like tables he throws them into each other he even at the end there he like walks over and what what's the threat he gives him before the 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 brawl happens he's like i just want you to know you're gonna hear a sound and it's a sound it's gonna be a high-pitched sound like a like a squealing or a screech and he's like "Ooh, a sound you hear that boys i'm gonna hear a scary sound he's like oh yeah what's this sound and he's like and you're gonna know it when it happens because you're gonna be the one making it and then lo and behold he like breaks his arm at the point the sheriff comes in and he's like okay that's enough and he's like i'm almost done here sheriff and leans down and snaps his fucking arm to the point that like uh his bone is sticking out absolutely yeah after he already kicked everyone's ass and the the guy does indeed squeal just like uh just like jesse said he would yep and I was like, okay, the ass kicking is there, but the arm being broken thing, that's for you, the inevitability that you're probably going to go and, and hurt your family again. So you know what? The ass kicking is because you started the fight. The broken arm, you, that's for past sins, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I dig it. Uh, oh, he's so, in jail. Yeah, him and Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy's get in jail because he like kicked a chair and tripped somebody. Yeah, okay. Because like he, he I, helped Jesse a little bit. I was wondering because so I'm like, what did what did Cassidy actually do? Like, so somebody was to get up to get him, him thrown in jail. Somebody was coming up behind him with like a pool cue or like a broken bottle or something, and he kicked the slid a chair across the room, and it got caught in the legs of the guy, and he like tripped and slammed his head on like the counter. That's it. That's all he did. Yeah, and uh, that was. Uh... That was worthy of uh, being thrown in jail, apparently. Yeah, even Cassidy's, when the, the sheriff's like, you too. You and your weird friend here are both coming down with me. And he's like, what did I do? And I'm like, yeah, what did he do? He was just rearranging the furniture, sir. <laughs> <laughs> just rearranging the furniture. So when they, they have a jail, little chat. They, yeah, they have a little chat in jail. Um, I don't remember what it was about. It's um, basically like, oh, enough about me. What about you? Oh, they're just getting were, they're, they're getting acquainted basically getting acquainted yeah and uh bails up preacher yeah it was so uh, someone paid his bail yeah uh and we quickly find out it was emily his uh his assistant with her kids yeah with her kids this and she lady reveals to him that he's done with, <laughs> this lady always has her kids with yep. uh with her and yeah uh she she takes him home and uh jesse is like yeah i'm Cause she's like talking about like plans for the church. Like they were mentioning early, she was like complaining earlier about how like a rival nearby rival church has a Starbucks. And she's like, okay, so we'll, we'll, in, we'll the, set in the diner. Like, look at this church. It's got a, a Starbucks. So she, and she's like talking about her plans here. Like, oh, well basically we'll set up a coffee bar and we'll, we'll get like uh, someone to like volunteer. Uh, okay. To, to run it. Okay, so coffee bar is like one thing, especially if it's like by donation or like whatever. Um, are you aware of the uh, driving of the merchants or the cleansing of the temple? It's my favorite Jesus story. Uh, remind me. Well, 
Uh, Terrible Jesus, Catholic here, ladies and gentlemen. G- Jesus and Ennis, this is my, my favorite uh, Bible beatdown. Um, Jesus and Ennis homies were um, going to Jerusalem, I don't know, for Passover or it, maybe the story's changed a little bit. doesn't matter. They went, they went to Jerusalem, walked into a temple, and uh, they're merchants. They're people selling shit. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not what a house of worship is supposed to be for. And no. he, uh, he, he, he made his own whip out of like rope or cords or something. He started flipping tables and like kicking people like out, like literally just like slobber knocker, like kicking them by the ass, getting them out there and just whipping the shit out of fucking people and flipping their merchant tables over and being like, get out of here, you motherfuckers. And <laughs> him and his homies just like fucking kick the shit out of all of these uh, people and got them out of there because that's a big no-no jesus flipping tables and whipping the fuck out of people is like my favorite version of jesus not like the jesus that oh i forgive all it's the carpenter you know kind to prostitutes whip the fucking shit out of sharp <laughs> out of um out of uh, people trying to use the uh, a place of god to uh make money so i like the themes in this that starbucks popping up yeah right is immediately reminded of that and um, yeah, that happens in real life that, yeah i think that's blasphemous um i don't understand why that's allowed i'm waiting for the second coming of christ just like you know like a brown dude like with sandals just kick open the door and he's got a lash and he just get the fuck out of here and he starts beating the bar- <laughs> <laughs> barista just fucking wrecking the smashing all the 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 coffee what the fuck is this well no not the barista he needs to like kick open the the CEO like the like a when they're having like a meeting at Starbucks HQ and whip the shit out of them. The barista is just trying to make a make a paycheck. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just I wanted to to bring that up. That's a that's a big favorite of mine. Uh, so speaking of bringing things up, uh, Jesse tells Emily uh, he cuts her off and tells Emily that uh, he's like, oh, I'm done. I'm going to announce it at uh, Sunday's service. And she's like, oh, uh, well, all right, cool. And he, he kind of like hangs around for a bit. And she yeah. like is like, is like, what are you expecting me to like beg you to stay? Like, no. And so he he's leaves. Like, yeah, and she, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, and after he leaves, uh, she after he he's gone, like she gets visibly upset about it i don't like this i I understand that she seems to have like 18 hour days always has her kid presumably single parent probably works two jobs cares about her church the community like is trying her best right and this like alcoholic like fucking preacher can't get his shit together enough to to not get in a burly brawl (laughs) at a bar and can't even like get his like notes together and but she's still supportive she she never criticized him, right? She's just trying to help. And now mm-hmm. he's he's thrown in the towel. And she her kids keep complaining about sharing the iPad, and she grabs it the the tablet. She grabs it and smashes it. She's like, "There now, both of you share." <laughs> in isolation, like looking at that, like that's not okay. Don't no, don't do that. Big big no no. Again, I understand. She probably sleeps like six hours a night has all these jobs, all of this, like doesn't know what to do. The church matters to her, but like, don't that scars your fucking kids, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Don't make your kids afraid of you. 
anyways, just that's that. So Jesse goes into the uh, the church, and uh, we get like a scene of him, like I don't know, like just hanging out in the church, just at yeah. Night. He gets a call, like this is like I don't know, late at night, right? He gets a call from Poindexter, right? Who's like, oh, you won't believe my mom. She's like criticizing me about this. And there's some crazy like light action, like the lights are flickering and the door is slamming at the church. And he's like, hey, I'm busy. Yeah, I don't I have time go. for this right and now. And this is like the fifth time he's told this guy, hey, buddy, I'm he, I'm busy. Yeah. But so like Jesse... he said, he's just kind of hanging out in the church and he does get on his knees and he's like, hey, I need forgiveness for giving up on this. And uh, well, here comes forgiveness because Genesis comes swooping in. Real slow and dramatic, like not like the other times it swooped in before either yeah really wanted to like scare the shit out of him because not only does it blow the doors open it slowly walks through the pews floats walks it it has enough mass that it like pushes the the floorboards down and the pews apart Uh, yeah yeah like it's um it's non-corporeal but it does seem to have like a like spectral form to it yeah um it uh, bends the light weird like it's not quite invisible it's like predator yeah using invisi mode yeah and the way it kind of like warps the the floorboards was like creepy i was like what the fuck is this right um and we get a flashback as it like slams into him because it slams into him just like it did everyone else and he goes flying across the room Mm -hmm. um and while he's in his we find out he's in a coma for a few days right yeah, three days specifically. Yeah, and um, we finally get those little glimpses of him and his father revealed the whole right. story. And uh, his father was a preacher. Was the preacher of this town. Was the preacher of this town, and there's a lantern. It's all black and white, and he's looks like his arms are bound or something like that. Yeah, and he's, got a, he, he's got a gun to his head. He's got man. a gun to his head, and he's like, hey, Jesse, I need you to, to listen. Uh, yeah. What does he say? You got to be one of the good guys. Uh, he 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 says something akin to like um custers d- don't give up we fight he's like hey custers never give up we fight remember that yeah he's like so so don't cry i'm not afraid you shouldn't be that that kind of thing and yeah. he's like remember why it's important to be a good guy and he's like because most most men are bad he's like well that's right so you need to be one of the good guys and i'm like great dying words don't get any better than that I they really don't, man. <laughs> um, so Jesse wakes up and uh, Emily is there, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, hey, you've been asleep for three days." And she mentions Cassidy has like moved in to the church. He's like living, like in the church now. It was funny, like a vampire living in a church. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I guess that guy's got nowhere to go. He's the one that was he the one that found him. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting yeah i think she mentions that he's doing maintenance in the church you try and he's doing something to yeah get his way by uh he's in the church attic specifically yeah yeah um and she is like oh yeah so um like i uh you're gonna make your your announcement at the 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 service sunday service today because it's it's sunday today when he wakes up so i'm like wow he convenient that he woke up just in time to yeah. uh, to give sermon <laughs> and again so he, he quickly gets dressed put his puts his little fucking 
white thing in there and like puts on his boots and stuff and hightails it uh over to church and uh wouldn't you know one more time who's here to bug him and ask him about his mom yeah point dexter uh he he's complaining about more like bullshit and uh uh jesse says to him with a very like commanding voice and not only that the camera does some weird shit there's like a chime sound and it zooms in on him and the background is all blurred giving us this like visual effect that uh that only jesse is in focus yeah and instead of giving him like a a hungover kind of just just go talk to her man like you said it's something overcomes him and he gives him a very like powerful um very powerful advice yeah he and uh, the advice is uh i think talk to her tell her how you feel and open your heart to her it's um be brave oh, tell be her brave. the truth and open your heart and uh and well, he repeats that yeah and then Point dexter repeats it like multiple times he gets this like and he gets this like uh like kind of especially like considering what he's about to do to himself he gets this very like chilling smile on his face yeah he's like be brave tell her the truth open my heart and he uh and even he, jesse seems like what the fuck what just happened there yeah and so point dexter like fucks he doesn't off. go to church he no, just he doesn't fucks go- off very quickly he- and we'll find out very shortly that he he jumps in his car and is driving to see his mom. Like right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, somebody is uh, playing an electric guitar. You know, like doing like the I once was lost, but now i'm found like yeah some, so, like, so we, version of i, I was gonna song. say i was gonna say so we so we get amazing grace by way of like whole <laughs> <laughs> amazing grace if, if performed by whole <laughs> um and yeah yeah uh and so jesse like gives his sermon and while he's doing this um tulip and cassidy are in the pew are are there they're in the church listening yeah yeah, like, and, oh, okay. Uh, he he decides to uh, to to not announce that he's leaving. He b- kind of bears his soul a little bit, and he's like, "Yeah, I I've dig been, that. Yeah, I, I I've been I've been a bad preacher. Like this town deserves better. You deserve a good preacher, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a good preacher for you." Yeah, because he starts it like like you had said, like, "Ah, oh, there's no sermon today. I'm just here to say." Yeah, and he kind of turns around. Like you said, he bears his soul. The town deserves better. Uh, the church deserves better. And he wants to, he's going to be better. Yeah. But yeah. like a lot longer monologue and like really hype, actually. We're, we're yada yadaing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, great delivery. All the actors uh, do a great job. Um, even the people. In the like the audience, uh, even the, everyone in the, the church co- seems the, the the congregation. Yeah, there we go. His yeah. flock. <laughs> um, they seem pretty amazed that he was able to deliver this. Yeah, yeah. So quite sincerely, it seems. Yep. Um, yeah. We we get like a quick shot of like Cassidy like sitting outside, and here is where we get the visual cue that only like direct sunlight seems to be a problem for which is why he was able to hide in that crater 
Yeah. Earlier, right? So he like he he's like sitting on a porch, like uh drinking a beer or something, and he or blood or blood. We don't <laughs> like... and yeah, he's he's um on very close to one side of the uh the church. Presumably this is the backyard or something, right? And he like reaches his hand out uh past the wall, and so it gets hit with direct sunlight and it starts to burn a little bit. Completely lights on fire. Yeah. And he pulls his hand back. Not even like burn, like it is on fire. And he pulls his hand back and just kind of like looks at it as it's burning. Yeah. So either he's very used to pain or he feel maybe he feels a little bit less. <laughs> I um, imagine if you get burnt, your body gets like exploded apart. You've been stabbed, shot, presumably a lot, run over, dropped out of a plane. Uh, maybe that's like low on the list of your pain threshold. Right. <laughs> um, so a uh, point Dexter shows up at the nursing home that his mom is living in. Presumably Florida or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He flew there. Yeah. Uh, sorry. He's been repeating this like on an airplane during the drive there. He he goes and visits his mom. Yeah. Um, quite he's horrifying. Like, shut up. Shut up, mom. You're going to listen to me. Uh, before no, he's he... polite about it. Uh, before, before he just before he talks to her, we see a shot of him like looking at like a, a spread of like a table that has like a spread of like hors d'oeuvres and stuff on it. And... The last dinner, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, well, and presumably this is where he gets the knife. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't see that at first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we and because we we just see like his back to it, and he's like looking down at it. Um, so yeah, presumably this is where he gets the knife. So he sits down and talks to his mom. His mom seems like, uh, very surprised, but happy to see him. Uh, yeah, and he tells her, uh, he, he, he's brave. He tells her the truth. Hey, listen, mom, you need to stop calling me at all hours to criticize me. Um, like I'm a grown man. I'm your only son, but like, it has to stop. Like yeah. I'm not perfect, but like you, I'm a human being. Yeah, and I'm your only son. So, like, knock it off. Yeah. And she doesn't know what he's talking about. And then he's like, well, and now, and pulls out a knife and, like, jabs it into his chest and rips his own fucking heart out. Jabs it in his chest, reaches up behind his, um, what's this part of your body, that cartilage that's... His ribcage? Reaches up in there and pulls his own heart out. I don't even know if that's physically possible, but regardless, like this, oh, this, like this was too much for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay, I interesting. Uh, you, uh, you have a limit on gore. Okay. No, I definitely do. Um, I'm very squeamish about uh, um, uh, like human gore. Like well, I can see, like it... a, when, especially when it comes to things like you know, like. Intent, like internal organs, like intestines and shit, like brains and all of that. That's I'm real very, shit, man. I, I, I'm very, very squeamish about that. Like, it's no, I, I can't. Huh. Yeah. So, wow, this, uh, this took it too far. It wasn't yep. Cassidy and like a soup of <laughs> intestines. It was uh, the, that, that, that was close. It was the self mutilation and the human heart pulling. Yeah. The, the, so Cassidy Puddle was close, and this this was it. Cassidy Puddle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we get those uh, safari dudes. Safari guys who are now dressed like a couple of like uh, 
uh, city slicking cow- city slicker cowboys here. Ford F three fifty, or it's probably like no, it's probably an Escalade or something like that. And um, he's drinking a, a tea from McDonald's. Uh, the label's pointed away, but I can tell it's McDonald's. Um, and he takes the, um, the, the the tea bag, the tea bag out, and kind of like, and then just and eats, eats it. it. As so if he, he's not these, sure what he's supposed to do with that. So these guys are not human. <laughs> Presumably they're not human. And they, they thought, oh, like, what's this? Is this an extra treat in my drink? That's how I interpreted that, right? Like he wasn't, yeah. he didn't know that you weren't supposed to eat that. Yeah. yeah. And he gets out of the truck and he goes and talks to his partner and he's uh, like, we found him. Yep. And uh, yeah, they, they walk up to, uh, to Jesse's church and that's the end of the episode. And yeah. dramatic music plays. And dramatic music plays. I like his um what's it called? Bolus? That like bolus tie neck. Uh, the little like jewelry I, I, that they wear there with the two little dangly. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh but yeah, I know what kind of tie you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of them personally. Some people can pull it off. My neck's too big to even close my own shirt, so <laughs> I definitely can't. It's it's too big to to contain a uh, a priest's collar, and the <laughs> clearly, and um, uh, it says uh, All Saints Congressional was the the church, and somebody um, rearranged the letters again. He didn't change them. He didn't have time. Right. He just woke up from a coma. Yeah. Um, and it says Repent for He is coming. <laughs> coming. C U M M I N G. And I'm like, well, that's that's close to being right. <laughs> and that's it yeah that's it um uh i dig this show uh like you I, know like what I, man i fucking really dug this like i'm gonna watch it yeah like like i mentioned uh earlier on in the podcast i uh like i watched the first season when it originally aired and i was into it i just for one reason or another just fell off of it but um, yeah. i think i might jump back into it honestly yeah um, so uh so thanks jared for recommending this show yeah uh, they, thanks a lot jared like uh i had loosely no you know what um siege had mentioned this to me like a year ago two years sometime and i was like huh but I, man if you had told me okay it starts with aliens and they fly to earth and people get blown up and the super there's a fucking vampire i would have been like whoa 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 wait wait what but um, I'm sold now. Um, and also, um, the uh, random number generator was very kind. Because if I had seen a middle of the road like episode, I might not have been so hype about it. And I, I really dig it. Awesome. So that was... There's not much to say. Like that We went over it. I think it's great. You said you really liked it. I <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty clear, like very early on in the podcast. I think that we 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 were into this show. Oh yeah, like I, I didn't even need to say. I think we are more vocal about when we don't like something <laughs> than when we do. But this, uh, uh, the thing is, I was actually shocked that it was so good. I was like not actually expecting it to be this hype. So, right on. All right, so uh, continuing on with our uh, Patreon-themed, uh, on the next episode of the Lasercomb Podcast, uh, we're going to be uh, going with our patron uh, Bemused Horseman's choice of a show called Total Drama. 
which I had never heard of. Oh, I have. Uh, total drama lasted five seasons, according to Wikipedia, for a total of 119 episodes. So this show Woo! ran from 2008 to like 2014, and it's actually coming back to HBO Max of all things. A Teletoon cartoon. Yeah. Teletoon cartoon. Canadian cartoon. Sorry. Coming coming to being revived by HBO Max. These yeah. uh the these streaming services are bringing everything back, I tell you. Like as in new episodes. Like what yeah. the fu- <laughs> Um I'm aware of this because um I'm the oldest of all my siblings and cousins and stuff and uh I think can't quite remember. Or maybe it was someone I was babysitting. But uh yep. I'm I'm aware of the show and I remember thinking it wasn't that bad. Sorry, uh not 119 episodes, 117 episodes. Hmm. So uh now we're gonna figure out which episode we're gonna be watching. All right. So to numbergenerator.org. One random number is between one and one hundred and seventeen. And here we go. Changing up the my mouthing of the sound effect. Stop. <laughs> 84. Woo. It's really annoying with Zoom because the um uh the, the screen share like bar hovers up the um uh, it, it blocks the uh, the tabs in Windows in Microsoft right. Edge. Yeah. So sorry. What did I say? Eighty four. Yes, you did. Oh. That is season four, episode six, runway model. Okay. Oh, runaway model. Oh, runaway. Sorry, I misread runaway that model. too. It's a, it's yeah. a play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a play runaway on the word model. runway. All runaway right. model. So. We'll be back uh, next week with uh, with episode 84 of Total Drama. Um, I mentioned that we're we're doing uh, all Patreon sponsored shows. If you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. And at the $10 and up tier, you get to do just that. Pick a show for us to do what we just did for Preacher. Um, you also get at the ten dollar tier. You also get our uh, uh, weekly ish news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. And at the five dollar tier on Patreon, you get uh, five dollar and up tier. So uh, you get it with the ten dollar and up tier as well. Uh, uh, bonus preamble audio every week. It's usually like like at least like a couple of hours because it's spread across like every show we do of us just like shooting the shit. Uh, talking about whatever um yeah uh the preamble that we just did uh recently for episode 72 of too much energon ended up being nearly an hour where we talked about some twitter drama (laughs) had to do with transformers though so it was on topic it it was surprisingly on topic which uh the preambles uh usually aren't um so yeah patreon.com slash lasercomb go check that out uh, if you want to follow us on social media, go on Facebook specifically. Go to facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-E-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, Central Hub for this and all the various other podcasts that we do. We're doing three shows a week now, currently. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at lasercomb. Once again, L-E-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Where can they find you, Cal? You can find me on Twitter as well, uh, NeoCal. 
N-E-L underscore K-A-L. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to plug? Um, yes. A uh, little bit of a postpone, right? Um, but there is a uh, another pod, a s- small podcast like us, um, uh, the Big Drink Energy podcast. Uh, yes, I believe they. One. I, I believe they follow me on Twitter. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, I believe it's called. I'm bringing it up. Yep. Um, so it's like O dash two heroes O and two. Um, I think that's like a, a callback to um, like tournament, like you say O and two or whatever. But the the reason it's na- called O two heroes is because. <laughs> everyone on the show ha- uh, plays a game that they've never played before and they have two weeks to play it as much or as little as possible and then uh, we play each other and then we talk about it Neat. and yeah so it's by the the um, I think his hub is like BDE showcase mm. like how like the we're like the the hub for all of these shows are laser comb a big drink energy showcase yeah and it's um the first episode they did uh air guys air guys god bless the ring and chris and christopher siege actually knows <laughs> yeah i that, uh, that well yeah i rented it uh a couple times back in the day back in like the year like 2000 or something uh it's a game uh it's not a particularly great game but it's a like kind of <laughs> isometric like 2.5d like arena fighter that we're kind of in at the time yeah. um uh, uh and yeah it's uh, the only reason anybody really remembers that game is because uh you could play as a few characters from final fantasy 7 in it like you could play as cloud you could play as zach you could play as tifa you could play as sephiroth I think uh, okay. I think Yuffie might have been in the game too, but I'm not 100 percent about that. I haven't okay, played the okay. game in over 20 years, so <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the game that I've been feverishly prepping uh, to get my ass kicked. Uh, th- this guy actually plays fighting games. He was like a TO, um, like a tournament organizer for Smash. Um, I like fighter. <laughs> I, I I I like his like Twitter bio. It's like some uh, it's something along the lines of like uh, the best tournament fighter in my apartment building. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I bet you he can say that competently, <laughs> confidently. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it so, cracked me up. Yeah, we're playing Bushido Blade Two. That's what that's what I chose. Um, I've been giving it the good old maximal try, and uh, can't wait to get fucking weight destroyed. It's one of those ones where like. It's very, the match can end in like three seconds or like a minute. Mm. Uh, like one hit can kill you. Kind of like finicky, kind of like arena. 3D yeah, fighter. I, I've actually played Bushido ba- Blade 3, I think. Does Bushido Blade 3? I think so. Oh, shit. Oh, did you know that um, there's like a spiritual successor to Bushido Blade like being released this year? I can't wait to drop that on on his show if he's not already aware of it yeah it's called die by the blade and it actually looks kind of rad oh no i'm i'm wrong no there was only two uh so it must have been the second one that i did play because i i know that i i know the one that i played when i was younger uh had a number in it so it must have been wait is it already out am i dumb oh planned release date to be determined yeah, but check it out on Steam. Uh, apparently, it's the supposed to be just like it. It's like a cyberpunk, like 
modern samurai game that's supposed to be like you know one hit kills um how the direction you parry matters right like if you parry horizontal attack properly then you get an opening and there are vertical attacks and threat like that kind of thing and uh it'll be fun you know i i wonder if if i got siege to download this like right now i bet you'd just be able to beat me <laughs> like I, i'm not good at these games without I, any I, practice or anything i bet you'd just be able to pick up the controller and beat me <laughs> oh i'm not uh i i'm not good at any of those kind of games no and you should tell you you should tell him to like play uh uh heavy metal geomatrix sometimes heavy metal geo it was a dreamcast game it was a game i fucking loved when i was like 16. uh it was a dreamcast like uh like arena fighter um uh, based on the heavy metal a magazine property and like the soundtrack had like megadeth and like rob halford and like corrosion of conformity and shit dude i'm looking at the dreamcast cover which is very heavy heavy metal i've got like it is 20 30 i've got like 30 heavy metal magazines and yeah, it, uh, I almost it, thought you meant Twisted Metal at first. I was like, "What?" No, no, uh, Heavy Metal Geomatrix. Uh, this looks bananas, dude. Yeah, it's hey, it's you know rad. what? Maybe if <laughs> we weren't, if uh, you know, free time goes up, maybe you can be the one of the next one up. Because I, man, I don't, I don't know many humans who've, <laughs> who've heard of this game. Right. Uh, yeah. No. Bananas. Probably. Probably not. No. Yeah, the um, and the the soundtrack was done by uh, all 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 the artists on the soundtrack were um, uh, all bands that were on Sanctuary Records at the time. Yeah, uh, Megadeth, Biohazard, Dust to Dust, Wasp. Yeah, uh, Motorheads on there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dust to Dust, a band I actually liked when when uh, when I was a teenager, and I discovered them through that game. They're a band that went nowhere. They they released two albums and then broke up. And the second album was just like the main dude, like, like, like the guitarist and vocalist, like doing all instruments. And he like basically like self-released the second album. And then the project just ended. I, I actually went back and listened to them uh, recently. And they're, uh, they're kind of like, uh, musically, they're kind of like, uh, I don't know, like corn meets Godsmack with like that's slightly that takes a bit, me back that that's a <laughs> slightly heavier um uh but yeah it, it's very much music of its time <laughs> you know who was uh into corn and godsmack like Neo all good Cal? christian kids this guy <laughs> uh. <laughs> i feel like it's all like uh godsmack was i feel like it could have been christian rock was it Am I wrong? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Uh, although the one of the uh, one of the guitarists of Corn, I think, left in like like a decade or so ago. He left the band to like start a Christian rock band. So I wasn't that far. <laughs> you weren't that, that far, far off, off, really. All right, I think that uh, that, about that that's enough it. of our red thing. Yeah, that, that about <laughs> does it for uh, uh, this episode of the Laser Comb Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Take a trip to another dimension.